This is The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Hello and welcome to The Parenting Show with me, your host, Pina Crispo of ChicMama.ca. It's the show that covers off all topics and issues that us parents want to know about, hear about, and learn more about. And you know what? We have a really fun time doing it. Uh, right, Sandra? Oh, yes. <laughs> we share a lot I, of good laughs. I've learned and- a lot, actually. And I've shared with my parent council friends. Yeah, some of the great stuff that we've covered off Yes, the show. oh yeah, totally. big time. And one of the topics, well, I feel that, you know what, we need to, we need to cover off things that, that people do want to know about. So I went and I asked some of my mamas in my Chic Mama group, which is on Facebook, if anyone wants to join a, a community. Um, I asked them, tell me about some of the topics you want to hear about. And so one of the topics that came up was about allergies. And, you know, allergies can be pretty simple. I grew up with environmental, seasonal. Mm-hmm. Okay, you've got like a dog hair, cat rag hair, weed. allergies. Some, yes. Yeah, ragweed, all that fun stuff. But for some, it's actually life-threatening. If you mm-hmm. want to even go as far as saying it's like a death sentence, right? Yeah, and it seems more prevalent now. I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm sure we're going to find that out. But it just seems like it's... A lot more children now. And th- yeah, I agree with you. So we thought, you know what? We need to talk about this and we need to bring in a pro. So um, I'm really excited because um, besides Sandra, who you've heard talking with me, that's our executive producer. And she's also mm-hmm. the host of Inside Jokes, which airs right after this show. So stick around. Mm. Um, we brought in Debbie Bruce. And Debbie Bruce is the director of the Canadian Anaphylaxis Initiative. And she's also a mom of two adult children with life-threatening allergies. Hello, Debbie. Hi, Pina. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good, thank you. I'm really excited to have you on because I, too, am a mom of a child who has a life-threatening allergy. Um, Samantha is five. And we found out uh, when she was... One, you know, when, wow. when you just, when you're giving your kid all the mm-hmm. food, right? And you're mm-hmm. testing things out. So I'm like, oh my God, I was so excited. We're like, I'm going to give her scrambled eggs for the first time. And I had no idea what she was vomiting. Wow. And I'm like, what's going oh. on? Wow. And that's how we found out. So she was, it was actually just before she turned one. And um, right away, because she was my first child, you panic and, and you call the oh, doctor yeah, and you're crazy. like, oh my God, this definitely means she's allergic. And the great advice I got from my doctor was that he's like, no, you know what? Just hang on, wait, reintroduce it in about two weeks time. You just want to make sure that it's just not a coincidence that maybe mm-hmm. she's coming down with some kind of stomach bug. And so we did that and um, yeah, it was uh, it was not good. And then we were, you know, directed to go see an allergy specialist and do all the fun tests and and yeah. What else is she allergic to? Um, so she's it was the egg Eggs? allergy, and okay. then it wasn't until later on that we discovered that there was also some tree nut allergies, um, specifically cashew and pistachio. Mm-hmm. So she's got that as well. So Debbie, your children, um, and, and Samantha does have an EpiPen for that stuff, oh, obviously, wow. right? Um, and she's an SK, so it's mm. it's fun. Um, so Debbie, you've got two adult children. I right? do. So your oldest is 35. Yes. He was born back in uh, 1981 when um, very little was known about allergies at that time. Yeah, see, and that's what we're talking about where it's like, is it just me? No. Or 
am I, I'm hearing more about it. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's because I'm a mom of a child who has this severe life-threatening allergy. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why I'm hearing more about it or... No, it's it's no. It the is. incident quadrupled um, between 1997 and 2002. Wow! What, what happened? Is that just because people became more aware of it? No, no, oh. not at all. I mean, they were. You don't really generally come aware until you have an anaphylactic reaction, and mm -hmm. you know your whole body responds. You go into full anaphylaxis, and um, that's when you find out. So why? Sorry, and why do you think that quadrupled? What happened in our environment, our world, they don't our food? Know. They know I'm part of a research group that includes all the allergists doing research mm -hmm. across the country, and they're looking at all sorts of different aspects, and they're very hopeful, but they still have no idea yet. GMOs? Uh, everyone has their own theory. Genetic modified <laughs> right? organisms? Mm. You know, they're looking at food and environment and um, um, skin and all sorts of things. There's a, there is a, they're looking at a skin gene called filagrin, where they think that some of the allergic kids may have a defect. Um, and so, you know, hmm. they, they get eczema, eczema and then they become atopical I'm allergic. I'm so glad you brought that up because one of the things I found very interesting, and I suffer from eczema, eczema mm. um, and so do my children. And poor things got it from me. Oh. I'm the worst mother Don't ever. blame yourself. <laughs> yeah, but Everybody... they got your good looks too, so don't worry about it. Everybody blames themselves. Don't do but, that. So one of the things, which I didn't know and I found it really interesting, and all allergy specialists are different. So ours, for example, I love her. She's awesome. Um, she uh, will actually send the kids for the blood test. Yes. Not all allergy specialists do that. Hmm. And no. so she does. And we get our results back. We get our numbers. We do it every six months. We see how she's going because egg allergy is one that you can grow out of. Yes. My son outgrew it at 13. Yes. Wow. There's, there's light at the end of the Yay, tunnel. Yay. That's great. But uh, how about, uh, what? sorry, what what ones don't you grow out of? Um, you're not likely to grow out of a peanut allergy, mm -hmm. a peanut nut allergy. Um, but 20% do. And yes. we did have a couple of people in our group outgrow it. Courtney, so, our producer, has a pe peanut, all nuts. All nut. all and nuts. I just went to grab, I'm not even joking, how horrible of a person I am, a, a, a mouthful of to, nuts. She's trying to kill us here. But it's what I learned lot. from that, I, what an idiot. But I never <laughs> even bring nuts here. But what we learned from Debbie or actually, and uh, Courtney, is that uh, some people prefer to keep a whole house or a whole area nut-free. Nut-free zones. Going back to the eczema, um, one of the things that my allergy specialist told me about was that sometimes when you see that number and you're testing for the egg allergy, it could actually be the eczema and not the egg allergy. So it's hard to differentiate is that number that came back from the blood test is it because of the eczema or is it because of the egg allergy? Well, the, the, the I'm a strong proponent of the blood test. and um, I think it's super important. I, started I think using everyone it, should. I started using it before any of the allergists would really agree to use it. But I had a pediatrician um, working with me who was wonderful. And I also worked directly with the manufacturer, Somogen. So we would do the tests. I would go to her, see what she thought about it. And what it does is it gives you an indicator. Yes. So it's like a bone density test. Um, it gives you an indicator, and then you can ma monitor the levels. And then when they get to a certain level, then you can have the food. You can the have challenges. Well, first of all, they do a skin test. They put the food on your skin, um, and if you don't react, then they do the challenge. But the first time we did that, we ha he, my son reacted, 
And so we waited another couple of years, redid all the tests again, and he didn't react to the skin, so then they did the food challenge. So sometimes you have to be patient um, and hopeful when you're watching these things. Yep, it uh, it doesn't happen over overnight. No. It does take years. And the most important thing for everybody to know is there's no black and white answers with allergies. The skin prick test is not um, 100%. The blood tests are not... Um, it's their mainly indicators um, to help you manage the condition. And I'm glad you said that because um, I want to talk a little bit more about that when we come back from the break. So stay tuned because you're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crystal of ChicMama.ca. We are discussing allergies, like threatening allergies, uh, severe, grab an EpiPen, and uh, hopefully you don't have to use it, but those kind of allergies. And we are here joined in studio with Debbie Bruce. Debbie Bruce is the director of the Canadian Anaphylaxis Initiative. She's also a mom of, uh, of two adult children with severe life-threatening allergies. Um, I too am a mom of a child who has, um, she's got an egg allergy, Samantha, who's five, and she's also uh, has some tree nut allergies. So for her, it's uh, cashews and pistachios. Um, so we're talking about all this stuff today and, and we want to we want to talk to the parents who have kids who are going through this. We want to, um, you know, maybe inform other parents who, who don't know about this world, like Sandra, who's here with us today. She's our executive oh, producer. Yeah. Um, so Sandra's kids, your kids don't have any allergies. No, and I'm, I feel That's lucky great. because it, I know it just changes your life, though, because when I have kids, uh, the pe- for the people who do, because when I have kids for playdates, and I always ask the parents before I serve the food, what are they yeah. allergic to? That's so nice you do that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, you know, but they're pretty, they'll volunteer, my child has an EpiPen or not, and some of them don't even send them on playdates because they are worried. Yeah, it's uh, it's not something... We were talking a little bit before about the different types of parents as well, right? Um, (laughs) And what we discovered was that, you know, Debbie, her home, because she's got um, two adult children, so she's been dealing with this for 30 years years or so, um, that your whole home is a nut-free zone. Yeah, and my oldest son lives in New York now. My younger son um, is 24, and he still lives at home, but not all the time. So I must admit that sometimes I will buy some may-contained stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just I just feel that they should have some one place that they always feel safe. Um, but, you know, everyone deals with it differently, and there's no right or wrong way. It's just whatever works for your family. And it's – see, and then that's so true because then you've got a mom like me who um, – Samantha, like I said, we discovered just before she turned one that she had this egg allergy. She has a, a nappy pen for, and then later on found mm. out about the cashew and pistachios. Um, we still have eggs in the house. Um, I still, we still cook you eggs. You have nuts? Do you have and, the pistachios? Yeah, I've got pistachios and cashews. <laughs> Who eats them? Um, like sometimes I'll grab a handful. And then sometimes when they're in bed? When they're um, like at night? Look at Debbie's no, freaking out I'm, right now. No, I know she's probably not going to have like a heart attack on me. Um, no, like 
But what we do is, yeah, I will wash my hands. Samantha needs to ingest it. Um, oh, okay. But oh, I, you know what I mean? I'm like not. Yeah. yeah. So, so there's different types too of how severe these. It can be life threatening, but for some, it may mean you have to ingest it. Other people, it's like I touched something that you know someone before me had peanut butter and touched or whatever. Uh, but with Samantha. I will keep this stuff around the house, but I think it's really, really important. Um, and let me know what you, th- what your thoughts on this, Debbie, are. Um, I think it's really important that as a parent, we also educate our children about the allergy that they have. So they're aware because mm-hmm. like they always say, knowledge is power, right? And so Samantha, at God, she's five now, but for like since the age of three maybe, she's been going around and she'll ask, she'll be like, can I have this? Or she'll ask the, the host if we're at someone's home, like, does this contain any eggs? Are there any nuts here? Um, and I think that's amazing because I see kids that are way older than her uh, that carry an EpiPen and don't even realize why they have an EpiPen or what it's for. Um, so we do have stuff at home, but it's not like I go around and like eat it in well, front of her face and then go kiss her. Or well, you know, like I that. should say when my son, um, my youngest son uh, had the egg allergy, that's the first time we found out he was anaphylaxis, just like you, exactly the same scenario. And I, I did have eggs in the house um, and I did still use mayonnaise. Um, you know, you'd go through three na- knives making breakfast, for instance. You yes. Know, yeah, that kind of stuff. So um, I didn't eliminate it um, and he was allergic to shellfish. I did eliminate that. Okay, yeah. So shellfish and nuts, I really didn't Those want around. You, yeah. yeah. Yeah, see? So, so Sandra, like you were saying is, you know, we just, some parents. Yes. And you have more. to kind of wait and see too. Like if you, if you are having the stuff around and you find your child's reacting, then you're, then you're going to stop yes, doing obviously. that. Yes, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, okay, this is not working. Yeah. So at schools, like I remember by accident, I don't know what I was thinking. I sent almond milk with my son you know, instead of like regular milk. Yeah. And uh, and the teacher obviously went nuts because she's allergic to almonds, right? Now, um, so sometimes the people, those of us without kids with allergies have to be really cognizant and really, really think about yes, what because, we're doing. Yes, because um, I know that at Samantha's elementary school, at the beginning of the school year, there's a paper that goes home. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions on there, like there's a whole sheet about allergies. Does your child have any allergies? If so, what are the allergies? Like, is there an EpiPen that we need to have in the classroom for your child? Um, and so when I went ahead and I'm like, yeah, filling it out, like last year, JK or first year, I'm like, yeah, she's allergic to eggs. But then I, I took it a step further because someone may just think eggs, okay, well, I'm not going to have like an egg salad sandwich or scrambled eggs or a frittata or Mm -hmm. something like that. But they're not necessarily thinking, oh, well, a mayo-based dip or mayonnaise Mm -hmm. or maybe a croissant that has an egg wash on it. But Mm -hmm. that brings me to another thing too, and and that is managing um, allergies in school is a little trickier, especially when you're dealing with more and more multiple allergies. Um, eggs and milk, for instance. Milk is one where babies often were allergic, but they would outgrow it by the time they were two or three, and we're seeing them carry that allergy um, mm. through to school. See, and that's nuts. And, mm-hmm. and there have been actually, um, I can think of four deaths in Ontario immediately from milk. So, But what you need to do, like we talked about um, different children possibly react to different levels of exposure. And so the you don't want to put any more restrictions on the school than you absolutely have to. So I think it really takes a team of working with the school staff 
um, and the other allergy parents to say, okay, you know, we're dealing with this, but what do we really need to keep our kids safe? And then communicate that to the school community so that they can be more supportive and say, you know, like we wouldn't be asking for this if it wasn't absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. we're going to be very cognizant to not ask for more than is necessary. I think that that's something that I, well, that's something that I really want to talk about the Mm -hmm. whole school scene. Mm -hmm. And I know you do too, Sandra. So hang around because we are going to discuss just that when we get back from the break. You're listening to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo, and this is Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We're talking allergies today. Um, I sound really happy saying that. <laughs> but we're it's pretty serious. Well, we're educating, and that's always good because we're going to save some lives, actually. Yeah, when, yeah. You, when you have knowledge, you feel more empowered, and uh, you're, you can you feel more in control. It's true, and, and it's like 2.5 million Canadians, they have um, at least one food allergy. Did you know that? Two in every every classroom on average. Wow. And that is so true because um, at the beginning of the school year, like I said, we've got to, the parents got to fill out a form, you know, does your kid have an allergy? What are they allergic to? So on and so forth. And then we get a letter back after all of those get, you know, collected. And it's like, all right, this classroom is going to be egg free. The whole school is nut free where my daughter Samantha attends. Um, But then they'll be like, oh, and in this classroom too, there's like a sesame allergy or there's a kiwi allergy or, you know what I mean? Something like that. So we know in that classroom, us parents are not allowed to send our children to school with Mm -hmm. those particular items, right? Um, And it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy because it's saying that I was looking at the um, Canadian anaphylaxis initiative uh, where Debbie is the director. She's the director of this. Um, one of their fact sheets say that those born between 1982 and 2000 are the fastest growing segment in Canada, uh, their workforce. And by 2020, they're going to re- represent one out of every three adults in the workforce. So businesses will need to be prepared for mm-hmm. a high number of employees with life-threatening allergies. And so, you know, before the break, we were talking a little bit about school. And I want to talk more about the whole school thing and how we can help our kids because I think that we got to start at a young age, mm-hmm. especially when, um, you know what I mean? Like we're the advocates for them, the parents where, you know, talking and, and when they get older and they enter those workforces, yes, it's still a big issue and they, you know, employers need to help their employees with this stuff. Um, but you're an adult and, and you know what you're mm-hmm. allergic to and, and you know what you got to do. Um, so let's start with the schools. So right now, um, Debbie, you work a lot with the schools. I do. So what are the protocols in place? What happens? Um, It's still very much, we have Sabrina's law, um, which says that we have to put um, risk reduction measures in place to help keep the allergic kids safe. Um, But there's been a lot of publicity in the news lately about, well, you know, we don't need restrictions um, and it's not really necessary. And most of the time, um, those with allergies can look out for their own safety, but in an enclosed area where they cannot take themselves away from the situation, I maintain that there need to be food restrictions. Like where? What example? Like for schools, like in airplanes, like... School trips? School, school trips school are... School bus? 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, school bus for sure. And actually, um, companies like Stock do train their drivers on how to use an EpiPen. Oh, that's um, but great. but food, you know, things like food should not be allowed on a bus because it's an enclosed space. Um, the student can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of things. Playdates. Seventy-eight percent of those who died from a food allergy reaction had not previously experienced a severe reaction. So that that that's just to put shed some light on how the seriousness of this. And I know as a, a parent of children who do not have allergies, sometimes I'm like I get frustrated looking at lunch ideas, thinking that's my biggest first world problem. When there's people with children with allergies, which are, are becoming increasingly more popular, not popular, more evident, um, that we have to be cognizant of what the severity is. And you know what, Sandra? I have, you know, Samantha, right? Mm. And I can see both sides. I can see how it's frustrating for some, (laughs) but then how it's frustrating for the parents of these kids with the allergies, because then I look at it and say, well, that's great. Like, is your kid going to die if they don't have their egg salad sandwich today? (laughs) For five hours. Yeah, I don't think so. They can have it when they get home. But guess what? My kid can. I know. So suck it up, buttercup, and get this egg salad sandwich out of the classroom. And that's when I get pissed off, Yeah. right? Because I'm just like, you know, it could mean my child's life. Yeah. And people have to understand right? that. It it takes, it takes, honestly, the only way to um, get support is one-on-one explanation. Because when you can sit down with another parent and tell them what you yes. go through, um, or a business, anywhere where you're trying to reduce the risk a little bit, if you can talk to them one-on-one, like politicians, we did the work in Ottawa on, on the um, motion, um, recognizing anaphylaxis as a serious health condition. And when you can talk to them one-on-one, they get it. It's so true because now it's it's not just something I'm reading on a piece of paper. It's not something that I came home with my child yeah. from school. I'm talking to a real parent of a child that's going through this. And, and it's like, okay, I get the severity and how like, you know, this this could mean life or death mm-hmm. for, for this person. Or when you're talking directly with a person who has this life-threatening allergy. Um, so I totally get what you're saying about how when you sit down face-to-face and, and you just say to them like, hey, let me just fill you in on some of the facts. Let me fill you in on what life is like for us, right? Yeah, there's nothing I'd like more than to not have these food restrictions. I mean, oh, totally. we feel horrible that, that we have to ask for this accommodation. And if there was any way around it, we would find it. I mean, so so I try to remember, and sometimes we get so busy trying to protect our kids we forget to thank people who do go that extra mile to keep them safe. And it's just like what Sandra was saying, that she, what she does, she'll have like kids over for a play date, right? Mm-hmm. And you ask the parent. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just that little simple step to say, hey. Mm-hmm. And and you know what? All of Samantha's friends that she's gone to birthday parties, the parents have always asked. They're like, okay, any egg allergies? Uh, sorry, any allergies that we need to be aware of? I tell them. They're great. But I, too, as a parent, I don't put that responsibility on that other parent. So I'm like, yes, she's got some allergies. But don't worry. If we're going to a birthday party, I pick up a cupcake that I know that she can eat. Oh, that's And good. I send it with her. See, I've that's actually, great. I've actually provided the birthday cake. Um, yeah. one, you know, one busy working mom. And I said, can I bring the cake as, a, as the gift? And she said, name that tune. You know, I'm happy to not have to do it. 
That's awesome. And, That's and then my idea. son could have the cake, and, and I brought the ice cream, too, so that he could have Chapman's, you know. Sorry, yeah. quickly, deve- um, I saw that your son developed raw apples, carrots, and celery allergies? Yeah, and that's very common. Um, we're seeing that all. I know. What? And that was later on in life. He ate apples always, and then suddenly he started to make his mouth itchy. And I thought, maybe it's the skin, whatever they're spraying on the apples. And we had the blood test done, and it came back as an IgE allergy. And um, he can have them if they're cooked really well. Um, and yeah. um, carrots, the same thing. He will only eat carrot cake when it's – he won't eat it in any other way. Well, we are talking allergies here today. And uh, I'm going to let you guys in on something about me. And I bet you Sandra, if you're sitting beside doesn't even know – You're listening to The Parenting Show on Talk Radio, AM 640. Now, back to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio, AM 640. Welcome back to The Parenting Show. I'm Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We're talking allergies today, and we have Debbie Bruce in studio with us today, as well as executive producer and host of Inside Jokes, Sandra Carusi. I was looking at some of these stats, um, some of these fast facts that, that Debbie brought for us today, and it says that peanuts and nuts account for 68 to 90% of fatal and near-fatal uh, reactions. Um, that's pretty crazy. Um one of the things we were talking about before going into break was that Debbie's son, later, one of her sons later on in life, developed this allergy um, for apples and carrots. And, she, and yeah. It's they call pretty, it oral allergy syndrome. And one thing I said is that when we were going to come back from the, uh, the break is that I was going to share something with you. And I, too, have oral allergies um, that I have to carry an EpiPen. Really? What? Yeah. So for I know. What? Sa- Sandra, get your mind out. Of I know. Sorry, this my giggling kidding. like a schoolgirl. Is that what here. you tell your husband? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't laugh. That's a thing. What oral allergies? No. Oh, that. Oh, what? you boy. can be allergic to semen. Pina, is that what you're talking about? No, or, no. Or we, oh, I okay. was. Um... <laughs> See, I, did I not start off the show saying Sorry. that we've got like you know we have some laughs here? It's always okay, good. can I ask Deb on the subject, oh, come please? On. This is very important because we have the dating relationship show at nine o'clock that we're going to talk about. Um, how does one find find that out? I think no, I know how they find it out, but no, I mean, but like, how, what, what are they how do they track it down? Yeah, I don't know a lot about this, but I think what happens is you get more and more vaginal infections, and that kind of triggers oh. it. I don't know that you become an, you don't see. You like, learn something new yes, every day. Yes. There you and go. so w- when you have re- them repeatedly, they look into what could be causing it. Oh. And okay. that is one of the things. And see, that's good to know. <laughs> but Sandra, to answer your question, no, those are not that I don't have <laughs> that type of oral allergy. For me, it's actually um, melon, like cantaloupe and mm-hmm. honeydew. Watermelon's fine. Wow. Um, Sometimes like cherry falls in there, uh, peaches. Yeah. Yeah. Um. However, those wow. ones are not severe as the um, cantaloupe and the honeydew. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also, um, which telling this to an Italian girl like me. Oh, no. My doctor tried to tell me that I couldn't eat Nutella because I have an allergy Hazelnut. to hazelnuts. And, but I talked her out of it. and I, You talked, talked her, her out, out of it? Yeah, I So could you it. eat it? I still, you're not, you're I not still helping our educational know, efforts, know, you know. Guys, well, you but, can't send your kids but, to school with Nutella either. Sorry. Yeah, and you no, can't no. talk them out of allergies either. No, yeah. no, no, no. Well, for me, Let's I... Let's make I, that clear. I, 
because I noticed that with Nutella, actually, I'll be honest, right? With mm-hmm. Nutella, I wasn't, I never realized that there was no reaction. My mouth was fine. Wasn't, you know, my throat wasn't tightening up and closing and mouth was itchy. But if I had a fresh hazelnut. And so I just chalked it up. To, I told her, I'm like, listen, don't tell me I can't have Nutella. Here, okay? <laughs> like Nutella runs through my blood. Um, but what I, I think it is, is that because a lot of these foods, just like you said, your son with the apple, if it's cooked apple, it's different and he can have that. It so I think that team structure. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think with like Nutella, for example, I don't know how many hazelnuts are really in there, right? So maybe mm-hmm. that's why. And like everything is just like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a little bit different, right? But, but it's not a good peanut butter substitute for school, we should say. No, 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 no. no. Never. How about, okay, so wow butter. They, my school does not allow wow butter either because yes, the people they won't. don't know. Be- and that's the reason that we've been told at our school um, not to bring wow butter because people, people by looking at it can't differentiate like, is it wow butter or so, is it peanut So people know it's imitation peanut butter just so people know what wow butter is. It was created, you know, with the hopes of people sending their kids to school with it, but that's I, I not allowed either. I think it has either. soy. There's also no nuts, which I personally prefer. Okay. And it is um, peas, I think. Um I th- see now that's another instance where okay it's been banned for mo- most schools and I hate the word banned and I just said it I never say it mm-hmm. um, but that's another instance where if the if the school could work with the community the thing is you need to trust your community if we allow you to bring wow butter or no nuts or what a peanut butter substitute we have to trust you that that's what it's going to be right because mm-hmm. the safety of our children depend on it and and so if you have a meeting with the school in there and and you get a feeling of comfort that they will, um, what's the word I'm looking for, that they you know they'll be careful and that's all that we'll mm-hmm. use, then I think you should allow it. Yes, vigilant. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, vigilant. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it takes like this one. I saw your note on your website where you say it takes a village to raise a child. When mm-hmm. you have allergies, man, it no, you definitely you need that community. Yeah. You need that community. And talking about community. When we come back from the break, we're going to find out how our awesome Toronto Blue Jays Mm -hmm. are helping out with food allergies, life-threatening allergies when it comes to to kids or pretty much anyone. Uh, So stay tuned because we have it all here for you on The Parenting Show, Talk Radio, AM640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca on Talk Radio AM 640. You're listening to The Parenting Show with me, your host, Pina Crispo from ChicMama.ca. We're talking allergies and the severe type, uh, the ones that will uh, put your kids in anaphylactic situations, right? Yeah, they'll put them in a life-threatening medical situation where... um, Hopefully, someone will respond immediately. Um, some some community centers still, for instance, expect the child to be able to administer to themselves when they have a reaction, and will only help hand over hand, which is ridiculous. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty. It's pretty nuts. And and one of the, bum <laughs> One of the Sorry. fast facts. Yeah, I know. One of the fast facts that I was reading here on the. Um, Canadian Anaphylaxis Initiative uh, fast fact sheets was that 85% of reactions happen away mm. from home. Scary. And that's nuts because, God, like it could be anywhere. And mm. one, um, I'm really excited about what we're going to talk about because I didn't know this. 
And Debbie Bruce, who's here with us, and, and you heard her just talking now, she's the director of the Canadian Anaphylaxis Initiative. Um, she came in and she told us that the Blue Jays, our awesome Toronto Blue Jays, are doing something about it to help. Um, so tell us, Debbie, what are they doing? The Toronto Blue Jays have a peanut nut reduced zone, so it's section 204 to the right of the Jumbotron, um, right in outfield with a great view of Kevin Pillar. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no peanuts, like it's not, it's not peanut nut free, you know, there's pe- no peanuts or nuts allowed in the section, um, so you don't have to worry about anyone shelling them around you, and they have a concession stand designated as no peanut nut products are sold there, and a designated washroom as well. See, that is amazing. It's awesome. And I think that that is, you know, we were talking about a little bit earlier on in the show that it it takes a village. Like, mm-hmm. that's for parenting across the board. But especially when it comes to something like this, like us parents like yourself, Debbie, and, and, and myself, mm-hmm. uh, that have children with these severe nut al- or severe allergies, I should say, mm-hmm. not specifically nuts, um, we need we need the help of the other parents around us. We need to be like, okay, guys, like we can't do this all on our own. So to have the Toronto Blue Jays be on board with this, um, I think that is absolutely amazing because now, we do, like I just said, 85% of reactions happen away from home. Well, and what a shame that you couldn't bring your kids to that because of the nuts. And then um, something, Deb, you were saying breaks my heart. And you know, I mean, bullying is a problem as it is. And there's so many reasons why your kid wouldn't be invited that sometimes because your child has allergies, they don't get invited to a birthday party. Is that yeah, true? Yeah. And they'll oh, hear gosh, about horrible. it afterwards. And it's just crushing for everyone. Mm-hmm. So... So don't be afraid to invite the allergic child and reach out to the parent and ask, mm-hmm. you know, how, would they help you? You'd be surprised. Like, yes, you know, with mm-hmm. a parent of a child with an allergy, like I said, any time Samantha gets invited, they have always been amazing and said, does your child have any allergies, mm-hmm. you know? And a lot of them know, right? Um, so they will actually be like, okay, well, we, I've had one parent actually make a separate lasagna because some people uh, make it with eggs, eggs right? Like a beaten up egg and mm-hmm. they put it in there or hard boiled. Um, made a separate one just for Samantha. Oh my gosh. And uh. I was like, oh my God, you guys do not have to do that. That's amazing. But I will, like I always tell them, I'm like, don't worry, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And then I bring like a little cupcake. So this way, if, if the cake is something mm-hmm. that I need to worry about, then I don't because, and Samantha's mm-hmm. totally knows that, hey, this is my cupcake. I'm not going to have the cake. And it's great. So, Yes, just like Debbie's saying, don't be afraid to invite these children with the allergies because mm-hmm. um, you can always talk to the parents and there's always like... And parents need to take the initiative too because I'm fairly outgoing, so I will approach the parent and say, you know, would it be okay if I come? Would you mind if I stayed and helped yes. out and make myself useful, you know? But some parents are very timid and they don't do that. So it's like, don't be afraid to do in a nice way what it's going to take to keep your child included. See, that's that is what we need. We mm-hmm. need that that community. Um, so we are going to talk about one more thing before we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we come back from the break, stay tuned because I want to discuss um, not only maybe some tips, but other things that we can do to help these kids and even find out like. What am I looking for? How do I know if my child has this allergy? Right? Mm-hmm. So hang around because we have it all here for you on The Parenting Show, Talk Radio, AM 640.
now back to the parenting show with Pina Crispo on Talk Radio AM 640. Welcome back to the parenting show. I'm your host Pina Crispo of chicmama.ca. We are talking anaphylactic allergies today with Debbie Bruce. She is the director of the Canadian Anaphylaxis Initiative. Um www.cai-allergies.ca if you want to uh, check it out and, and get some really cool fast uh, facts there. Um, one question that a lot of parents with small children as they're introducing foods want to know, like, how do I know if my kid has an allergy? What am I supposed to look for? So I know that for Samantha, um, it was the vomiting with the egg. A lot of kids also, um, they'll have like something having to do with with like a rash inside their mouth, uh, swelling, hives. Um, Vomiting. Yeah. What are some other things, Debbie? Um, yeah, some some people will get, so some people will get hives, but not necessarily. Um, if you see a red um, rash around the mouth and generally the child will suddenly have this sense of doom and so they will kind of go into themselves and and be totally know something's wrong yeah you know something's wrong and so look for those signs one thing that i can't stress enough is if you are the slightest bit concerned as a parent don't hesitate just bring your kid to the doctor right yes just bring your kid to the doctor and it usually one thing that people don't realize is that uh sometimes it's not the first time they'll try that food, mm-hmm. it may be the second or third time. Yeah. So just be aware of that as well. Um, so those are some of the uh, symptoms, reactions that uh, you should look for. Now, um, we're you know coming to an end of the show. And before we go, I wanted Debbie to give our listeners some tips. What are some, some tips that you can give them? Well, for the allergic families, I mean, just be calm and, and um, always advocate for your child. Try to avoid um, the allergen is the only way you can stay safe. Be up to date on packaging regulations um, because we need to be able to read ingredients on everything we buy and not just not just food but cosmetics and um, mm-hmm. uh, cleaning products. And now I heard that there's peanut shells in potting soil and you have to watch bird seed and wow. just, you know, be aware without trying to you try to still maintain normalcy and what were you saying about school trips to be vigilant and call ahead of when your kids are going on school trips to uh, uh, yeah a lot of a lot of allergic families feel that the school has vetted um, the places that their children are going to be for allergies and most are usually prepared but myself I, I like to call every single venue that they're going to before they go to prepare the place and they usually really appreciate it and sometimes That's they will great. one of the trips my son on, went on um, for some reason the kids couldn't eat the hamburger buns if they had a peanut nut allergy and one of the girls on the trip accidentally didn't get the message she ended up having an anaphylactic uh, reaction on the trip she oh, got the EpiPen immediately and she was still in intensive care in New York for three days and in the hospital for a week so Wow. Well, we're going to show how to administer the EpiPen and we're, we're going to do a video. It. Yeah, that we will post um, on our parenting Facebook. show page. So facebook.com slash the parenting show. Um, you will be able to find the video there. We are going to not with a real EpiPen, although that would be a lot. <laughs> and EpiPen.ca <laughs> has a really good um, video on how to do it, too. And it's a very simple website to follow. And you can also sign up. Yes. Um, there to get like a little um, trainer. Yes. 
And one last thing, the emergency plan. Courtney was just telling us schools should, you should work with the school on an emergency plan on what to do. Yes, And you can do it with yeah. parents for play dates and stuff. I would like to know uh, how to administer an EpiPen. That's why we're going to do it. Um, and But definitely do it with your school, right? On what to do step by step. Yes, how to keep your child safe while they're in their care. And remember, parents, um, whether you have a child with an anaphylactic type of allergy or not, it's really important that you work with those parents that do, right? Mm -hmm. Because together, you know, we're better. We live every day knowing our child is only one accident away from a life-threatening medical emergency. And we appreciate the, the help of the school parents more than, more than we can ever tell them. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Debbie. For more on the Canadian Anaphylaxic Initiative, uh, be sure to check out their website. It's www.cai-allergies.ca. And special thanks to Sandra Carusi, who is our executive producer and host of Inside Jokes. So I know you had some laugh with us, some laughs with <laughs> us today during the show, but stick around because uh, you can laugh some more with her uh, coming up. And don't forget, uh, you missed this. Don't worry. You can check us out on 640toronto.com. All of our podcasts are there from previous shows as well as this one. Thank you so much. And we will catch you here next week at 7 p.m. This is Pina Crispo for The Parenting Show on Talk Radio AM 640. I'm here with my real estate friend, Holly Garvey-Penny. What's up with HGP's tips and trends today? Hi, Sandra. Today is a reminder tip for renters that you don't pay. What do you mean? Well, if you're a renter, a real estate salesperson can help you find that place, and it is the landlord that pays the realtor's commission. Great, eh? So call me or email me with any questions. They can reach you at hgp at bosleyrealestate.com or 416-322-8000. Thanks, Sandra.